The Sober is Dope campaign, this movement, glad to be a part of it. I'm six weeks in and I'm feeling great. Go follow at Monk Healing. You know what it is. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, friends and family. Welcome back to our latest episode of the Sober is Dope podcast. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan, and it's been a while since we had a guest on the podcast. So our first guest for 2022 is a very special guest. You know, he's a hip hop legend. He's a hip hop icon from Boston, Massachusetts. We have the one and only Rex on the podcast today, and we're super excited. Rex, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling high vibrations and, and, and wide awoke with this, this good energy always. And I appreciate you taking the time to me, brother. Thank you. Well, Rex, the first thing I want to say is that um, it really touches me and the community that you take the time out to sit down with us because anything we could do to bring light to the benefits of healing, um, especially yeah. within the black community, but worldwide is big for sober is open big for um, me. And we thank you for that. Um, mainly because we know, especially during the pandemic, we lost so many people due to drugs, alcohol, obesity, and just not being in alignment, whether whatever it is from disease, from the pandemic, we saw the hit that it takes when people are, for a victim to their pain and depression and stuff. So you being here today and sharing some time is going to go a long way. So before we start, I wanted to ask you for the community, for anyone who doesn't know you, can you give us a brief ESPN version of who you are and your story as far as what brought you to this point in your life? So uh, many know me um, uh, through music, or if you don't know me, uh, my my connection uh, stems through uh, the hip hop culture underground uh mc out of lawrence massachusetts by way of boston boston as well um uh my acronym rex is rhythmatic eternal king supreme uh, i came up in the massachusetts scene as an artist uh dropping records with brick records and, and show off records connected to like static selector terminology um a lot of individuals like this um came in really on a on a boom bap wave but uh being um super focused on being a conscious uh activist as a black uh man in america uh attempting to navigate the terrain of economics politics uh religion and so any kind of social commentary i could cover dealing with the plights of being black or being brown in in a in an environment that doesn't uh, readily uh, accept you so uh i'm an active active individual to this day speaking to our communities about ways of um bettering ourselves through mind body and spirit uh and through uh better economics financial literacy um but those things tied to uh the culture that i love hip-hop Beautiful, beautiful. Um, we recently did an episode with um, my friend Supernova Slam, and we was talking about hip hop. And he said something that really stood out to me and me being a hip hop artist. Also, he said that, you know, sometimes you may have a dream. Right. But if you're not doing 
the things that you need to do mind, body and spirit wise to keep keep yourself up. The gravity of that reality can implode on you. And we see that in a lot of people, you know, you may ask for something and you'll get there. But if you're not doing the right rituals, you're not eating, you're not taking care of yourself. And especially with your mental health, it could be detrimental. So in the hip hop scene, we see that a lot. The culture for me. Part of my addiction growing up as a hip-hop artist running with Jazz O and those guys in a mobile army camp in Brooklyn, what we were doing, what I was doing, is I was going out getting bottles, getting twisted, trying to chase chicks down, smoking weed till it went out of style, all types of night, right? That was yeah, the norm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I go into the studio, getting twisted in the studio, and feeling like we had to get high or drunk to create. That started to become kind of like the the culture for me. And because I had an allergy to the alcohol, I wound up becoming addicted and that became problematic later on in life. So part of sober is dope is letting people know, hey, you don't need to check in with a drug of choice to be creative. You could do that naturally and you could do that by taking care of yourself and stressing the importance of that is cool to take care of yourself. Um, What's your take generally, because you was mentioning mind, body and spirit as far as the mental health of hip hop and just the mental health and that theory of needing to get high to create. So, um, first off, uh, uh, kudos to you and and the brother, I'm sorry, you said Supernova. Um, Supernova right? Slum, yeah. Big, big respect to y'all for like, you know, first of all, the powerful, impactful statements uh, and, and uh, being in the positions y'all are to like, you know, motivate individuals and, and, and having such powerful um, testaments and statements that, that can resonate with individuals. Uh, my situation um, and, and my, my take on it is, um, you know, for a long period of time, it's very similar, you know, kind of, I think, I think a lot of our, our situations kind of parallel and mimic one another in our communities uh, where we, we don't have, uh, you know, proper role models or, or, or proper uh, direction or guidance. And, you know, like we have at risk, uh, we come up in at risk communities. Uh, and so we have a tendency to lean on our vices to, you know, kind of like, either blunt some trauma or blunt like a lot of the things that, you know, have gone on uh, or affect us on our day to day, be it living check to check, dealing with um, poverty in the home, dealing with, you know, being left uh, fatherless uh, upbringings. Like there's a, there's a vast amount of like, you know, just uh, shoulder weight for us to like carry and mountains to surmount. And that's, that goes across the, the, the plethora of black and brown communities, wherever you may be, uh, I, I feel. And so I feel, you know, we have a tendency to utilize um, this music, uh, our art, graffiti, uh, dancing, uh, fashion, all these different aspects of the culture as our expressive uh, voice. But within that, it's, it's uh, parallel and aligned at the same time with a lot of the destructive tendencies. And, and uh, those, those parallels come from a need, um, a need to deal with trauma or, or um, a need to deal with like the heartache and hardships that, that we deal with in our regular lives. And it, it's, it's, it's um it becomes normal it becomes like uh kind of like we become numb to the to the effects of a lot of uh those vices that we use uh we become numb to the point where we're like okay this is a, a part of the process even though it's not a part of the process it's like you know it's an escape uh it's a it's uh a way of blacking out or blocking out uh the the real things that we're dealing with um uh 
we've, we lose sight of the fact that, you know, through our art, we're already expressing through a medium that's allowing us to get to the healing <laughs> and, right. and our, the, the, the creative process itself is, is, the, is the capacity and capability. But when individuals in those environments, like you said, uh, the studio, uh, be at showcases, different venues and things of that nature, or just being in the neighborhood in general, uh, when you're in those environments, uh, you celebrate and you want to forget together a, a, a lot of things. And I think that, you know, what co- coincides with that is what's brought around us is like, you know, every corner, uh, you, you, every corner in America, you can see, you know, a school, a gun shop liquor store and you know what I'm saying a church and so all, every aspect of like the whole dynamic is like in one little uh, corner section uh, in, in communities across like black and brown uh, sections of America so um, that's that's my take on it uh, a bit um, roundabout uh, again nah, that was brilliant yeah, that's exactly what I see that, that was brilliant and you know the Dr. Gabor Mate he's the author of the realm of hungry ghosts he said it best he said uh, all um, you know addiction stems from pain and trauma all addiction stems from pain. Um, and you're right. You know, we know the studies of in poor communities, the PTSD levels are higher than soldiers who just came home from war. Um, you know, my dad, I think it's a correlation between my dad dying young at, when I was 13 and me dealing, you know, getting into weed and leaning on addiction to cope with that. So very well said. Um, there's a soft heart for everyone. I mean, the whole point of sober is dope is not to judge or to just alienate the shed light and let people know sometime where the source of this behavior is coming from. It's like, for me, I didn't, I internalized my behavior. Like it was something wrong with me. Right. I was too wild. Like I was running around Brooklyn going crazy. I was a a wild kid, man. And it was just like, well, it's me. I drink. I have these issues. Not knowing it was simple as a doctor saying, no, you're allergic. You should have never drank. It's just like being allergic to strawberries or peanut, having a peanut allergy. Your particular situation is when you drink, you you don't need, you shouldn't drink. And when I understood that, believe it or not, that's all I kind of needed to hear for everything just to simply click for me. Like, oh, all right, well, there's a cause and effect to this. So um, there's so many people out there struggling with it in that case that I'm glad that off the top, you you addressed that trauma. Um, yeah. And for anyone out there that's really dealing with that trauma right now, when you're leaning on some hard drugs and, you know, we got this fentanyl crisis that I'm trying to yeah. get the message out to people. We lost Michael K. Williams and he that was not even his fault. That's just scumbags putting dirty things into normal, you know, drugs. But right. there's, there's a, that's another that's another endemic or pandemic or, or crisis we're dealing with there. So we're shedding light there. So thank you for that. So, look, you know, it's funny that I want I want to segue here. You know, you posted on um, Instagram a sober is dope hoodie. Right. Absolutely. And believe it or not, I got a lot of messages behind that of so many people saying, hey, I'm because you was mentioning that you were six weeks over or you were six weeks into your process at the time, which would be like seven now. I would think it's seven or eight now. And then so many close to that. So many people hit me up. It was just like, yo, that's dope. Me too. Me this and me that. And it seemed like. A lot of people want to get better, but they either do it in silence and stuff or they don't know if they have the permission to come out. And just by you wearing the sober is dope message, it brought a lot of people to me just saying, hey, yo, I'm either interested in this. 
I want to get sober. And these is rappers, DJs, all type of people. Yeah. She said, I'm, yeah. three, I'm two weeks, I'm three weeks. So it was beautiful to see the community is trending in the right direction where the yeah. idea of recovery, sobriety, and healing um, is is foundational. Um, so one, thank you for shouting out the Sober is Dope message um, <laughs> because the whole point of the Sober is Dope shirts and stuff we want to hit a million people. We want to put the message of Sober is Dope in front of a million people, man. That's our goal. Booker Crook, whether it's the podcast, books, whatever, that's the goal. And you're helping us get close to that. So can you um, talk to us about, you know, I was noticing I was going through your Instagram and you put you had books on meditation. You had crystals on your table. You oh, have yeah. all this beautiful stuff. And it all that all brings me to a real good place in healing. Can you tell us a little bit about your personal rituals and what you do to heal on a daily basis and what all of that really represented to someone who may not know? Because it was a beautiful thing to see. Absolutely. Um, so before I say that, I do want to say like, yo, shout out to your your, your movement and, and the, the idea uh, and, and conceptualization of uh, something so vast as sober is dope. And, and, and it's a powerful it's a power powerful platform and not anything I can do to be uh, involved in and assist. I will continue to. So I'm Thank glad that, that it, that it went down like that. And I hope Thank it you. continues to manifest. Um, Likewise. And, Likewise. and as far as uh, thank you, brother. And, 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 and as far as like, you know, what goes on, 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 uh, on my on my page and, and my message and, and my goals uh and not only just my goals but my village's goals because you know my queen she's a major part of that yes. and uh the young kings and the young queens are, are a major part of that and the extensions uh of our of our whole vibration uh stems from uh first and foremost i wanted to have a better understanding of who i am having knowledge yourself uh to, to to truly uh uh recognize um uh my person uh as far as our ancestral lineage, but also uh, ties to uh, my belief systems because I always had this difficulty with um, religion. Uh, being coming up uh, in Massachusetts, I had you know Jehovah Witness in the family, then I had Pentecostal, then I had uh, Five Percenters, then I had all these different variations of individuals feeding you know insight and love and, and, and messages of love, but like you know a lot of it is wrapped in uh, a dogmatic approach because this society uh, put pushes this um, you know division and divisive nature of, of, of belief systems, and so. Uh, I wanted to tie back um, to you know the, the original source and, and, and figure out what um, uh, what it was outside of you know this whole Western version of things, and not to not to um, uh, specifically target um, uh, the belief systems in Western society. But when I when I reached out to like a lot of Eastern philosophy and um, uh, Eastern spirituality, I started to connect uh, closer to the source, and so that that's really what worked for me. Uh, and everybody has their own walk and everybody has their own like, you know, uh, growth in it. But that's how it worked for me. And so I started delving into a lot of um, a lot of the spiritual books. Uh, I've always been a reader. I've been an avid reader, um, you know, very young. Uh, yo, anything I could put my hands on, I spent countless hours, hours in the in the um, in the library. Absolutely, when it wasn't the coolest in the neighborhood to be the one in the library with 
with a, a bunch of books, I was right. always reading. It didn't matter. Even when I was in the neighborhood doing what I wasn't supposed to be doing, I always, always was in the books. Oh. So um, that has never changed. Um, right now, my table is flooded. My, my wife, yeah. she has to be like, she be like, clean. <laughs> she be like, clean this mess up. You know what I'm saying? But like, you know, it's like, it's that food, fam. It's that food. I got to be surrounded with the food. I read, um, you know, for hours upon hours during the day. And the, the messages in the books um, connect to mind, body, and spirit, you know? So uh, when I wake up in the rising, the very first thing, you know, I'm up at like 5 a.m. Some people, um, you know, find between four and, you know, six is a, is, is a true God hour. Like it's mm. an opportunity. It's nice. an opportunity to, to, you know, be connected before the sun rises, before the sun comes up. And so you rise with the sun and yet um, you're able to, you know, think a lot clearer and be connected to, to everything that's around you. And so I take that time to do my prayers, my meditations, to um, do my uh, balancing, my earthing and my grounding. I go outside uh, barefoot in the earth, talking to the trees, spending time with the wind and um, and just connecting uh, and disconnecting from this physical body. Because a lot of times we get so caught up in our physical body that we we lose sight of of uh, what's the seer behind the sight and the scene. The scene is the body. The sight is the mind, right? But the but the seer is our spirit, and we lose sight of our spirit. And like that's an, that's the perfect God hour to connect with your spirit and to uh, connect closest and deep down and recognize who you, who we truly are um, when, when we're tapping in. So um, everything that I put on um, on IG, uh, the crystals, the books. Um, you know, the messages of, of, of our ancestors, uh, the connection to nature and, 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 and everything like that is all, all derived from a, a, a deep desire uh, and a deep uh, connection to everything that I've learned from, from my elders who came before me and, and, and to what I'm dealing with and building with a brother like you right now and, and, and your massive movement. All these things are resonating and, and connect me to like the messages that I pass on. I love it. You said a lot of stuff I want to unpack. All right, so for the community out there, check this out. He talked about respecting our circadian rhythms, right? Mm-hmm. The right Respecting the rise and fall of the sun and getting your body in alignment and your sleep patterns in alignment. We teach a lot about that on Sober's Dope, the importance of having healthy sleep patterns for mental health and being in optimal health. Talked about earthing and grounding, going outside, getting your feet in nature, you know, that washes out a lot of the electromagnetic residue that's on us. It puts us back in alignments and stuff like that. And it connects you back to nature, connecting with just your, your, your thought and your spirit. A lot of us lose a sense of spirit through depression, sadness, boredom, grief. And we lose that connection. And those are some of the things that puts us in a state where we need an external something else like addiction and stuff to help us find some type of semblance of excitement or something. So connect back to your spirit. That's a lot of jewels in a a compacted. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's the understanding. I don't mean to cut you. I appreciate Perfect. that, but that's you. You 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 touched on like you know tapping in. It's like you know seeking seeking outside uh, influences and you know uh, things to like uh, deal with our our issues when it, it, the the source is actually within us. So we have to learn. We have to start to understand, and a lot of those connections will allow you to get to the source and be able to connect uh, to the truest version of yourself. So that's right. how I seek out. I love it. And I'm still and seeking it, out. And- 
And that's beautiful. And one of the books you had was on meditation, which we talk about that going inside. Um, uh, my brother, Shalom Melchizedek, he's one of the, he's a big meditation um, guy out there. He teaches that also teaches about a lot about how to heal the sexual experience and the body and the mind spirit, too. So, yes, again. Sleep patterns, meditation, all of that. We talk about mindfulness, being mindfulness, even reading the books. Reading is a form of yep. mindfulness. You know, it's you food. give yourself it's, it's food, food it's right? All food. It's nourishment. Nourishment. You need nourishment for the body. We need to like the the practice of yoga, dating back to uh, Kemet. Uh, we call samatawi, nice. samatawi, which is uh, the unification of the upper and lower halves, which is you know upper Egypt, lower Egypt, the nice. connection of the connection of the God set and the God uh, Heru that nice. set being our ego and Heru being a higher, higher consciousness. So we want to tap into our higher consciousness, but we can't lose the ego. It's always going to be with us physically. Uh, that's, that's that part of us, the lower base version of us. And we have, we, we have to use Sematawi or yoga to unify, to, 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 nice. to draw back to our true selves and, and recognize who we are mind, body, and spirit. And that's, the, the, that's the physical uh, food. That's the that's more than just nourishment that we put in our mouths. We need to physically work out, exercise our bodies to be able to uh, nourish it. And we nourish our mind with the books. We nourish our mind with the conversations that we have, uh, and we nourish our spirit through our meditation. And we take our time to you know uh, slow everything down and look within ourselves to like find uh, that that piece of who we truly are. I love it. Wow, yeah. man. That's powerful. That touched me, man. I, I'm right. definitely feeling you. Um, on our side, we was, we, when, when I was, you know, it's something similar. I was talking about the Merkabah, the mind, the union of the mind, body, and spirit when we was dealing mm. on the other side, um, you know, and um, that whole system of meditation, finding the Merkabah, the light body, and, and all of that, and grounding yourself. And I love how that contrast is there. You're taking me back home, man. You know, I was just telling you when we spoke um about a month ago my uncle may he rest in peace the great um our team ferguson our team lynn ferguson passed away he was close friends with he was the right hand of sonny carson in that whole mm -hmm. movement mm -hmm. and that was what he would always teach us about he would always keep us there they was black nationalists they was very like i need you guys to understand the importance um so thank you for bringing that um and explaining it so eloquently i would love to get into that a lot more later because th that was just beautiful um yeah. the reflection there now the next thing i want to talk about which is exciting to me is that with all of this we still have you're still an artist you're an investor you know you're you do you know you you do production i know your son does production tell him i said what's up to your son is that's my guy and i can't wait to work with him um how do you juggle all of these hats every day and how is life for Rex on a day to day basis, juggling all of this, being in a position of influence, studying and trying to find that healing? Honestly, it was slowing everything down. Like, you know, uh, we, we have a tendency to speed up to try to catch up to the things we want to do. Right. Uh, and, and like it was just slowing down and breathing and, and relaxing and calming mm, everything down and, and getting to the point where, you know, like really focusing everything because I was walking like I, I released a project. Shout out to my brother, uh, Short Fuse. We released a project called Ordering Chaos. And you know, I always prided myself on being able to find that order within chaos. So like uh, a great example is like, you know, I, I, I cut out the middleman and I started to book our own uh, shows in Europe. 
but a lot of times I would wait to the last minute and I would still be able to get flights and still I would I would pride myself on being able to do all this last minute juggling and doing certain things and always making kind of things work and maneuvering through the chaos. Right. Uh, the reality is, is like, you know, what a lot of other individuals may have had, you know, from day one, like the ability to find order and, and, and the move in order. Um, I really lacked that. I really uh, struggled uh, with that, but I, I thought it was a, a plus. So slowing everything down and, and you know, focusing and redirecting uh, everything is what got me to be able to see, okay, I can do, uh, be a man of many hats. I can be a Renaissance man. I can, you know, our ancestors were all, they were inventors and scientists and mathematicians and, you know, they did everything, you know, and, 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 um, we should be able to do the same thing. We should be able to learn various languages and we should be able to, uh, maneuver through different walks and, and be fine. Uh, and you know, the music thing is kind of like, it, it's, it does its own thing. It kind of like moves. It's its own head now, right. nowadays for me, because like I've put so many hours in, uh, uh, working to, to make the music what it is for me and, and, and to, to create the foundation. And so, you know, when I wake up and I rise, like a lot of times it's just, it's already like kind of moving in its own process. And, um, the, the, the financial aspect of things, like that was a big thing for me because, you know, I was coming back with these big payments, you know, from overseas and, and, and not really being smart about like, you know, what to do with my funds. So a lot of time I was living either check to check or I was catching up on bills. Like I was way behind and right. attempting to catch my bills. Um, with, with, um, that in mind, I had an, I had an ex-girlfriend who, whose mom was a, was a trader and, um, she was, she was, she was doing it as a side gig. She was a teacher, but she was like making a lot of money, you know, trading. And she had offered to, um, you know, take my funds, set up a portfolio for me and, and do some nice. things for me. Nice. I'll be honest. I was quite, I was, I was, I was questionable about, questionable about it as most of our people are when it comes to like, you know, our money, like it's like a lot of times like, nah, man, I'm good. Like it sounded, it sounded good, but it sounded too good to be true. Right. But the reality for me was, I was like, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to go study it myself. Um, I appreciated everything that she, she gave me as far as wisdom, but like I started seeking out this information on my own and, um, you know, I just got into the books. I started reading, you know, Benjamin Graham, Warren Buffett, you know, value investing, uh, got into Ray Dalio and, uh, Ray Michael, Dalio. Lu M Michael Lewis and, you know, um, all, all the individuals who, um, who, you know, created a, created a, a wealth of wealth for themselves and, you know, they, they, printed a how-to booklet, John Bogle and, um, you know, Jim Collins, all these individuals gave you the science. They gave you the science to get to the information, the, get to the food. You just gotta, you gotta be willing to like, you know, put in the uh, 10,000, you know, outlier hours. And right. so that's what Absolutely. I, that's what I ended up doing. I, I, I read the books. I continue to read the books. Um, I continue to uh, watch podcasts and uh, study nowadays individuals like the Wall Street Trapper and, you know, individuals who, who are like who look like us. who are doing exactly um, uh, using that science, you know, right. coming from coming from difficult circumstances and figuring out how to do it. So um, really is just putting in that putting in those uh, excess hours and the th the time that I put that I used to put in watching, you know, countless 
television shows and different things of that nature. It, it, that was proof in the, it, that was proof in the sauce that like, I really wasn't dedicated. Like I wanted to be dedicated. And that's why I, things were in disarray for me, you know, I, but when I, I, when I had a serious, serious conversation with myself and started taking myself a little more serious valuing my time and, and the spaces I was, you know, finding myself in disconnecting from those, it all comes in it comes all at the same time a bit you know what i'm saying disconnecting from individuals who are you know uh not valuing your time and space who are who are um you know weights they you know psychic vampires they like sucking out the energy from you right talk about it man being around those environments being around those environments if you're around those energies is what i needed to disconnect from and connect with uh things that were going to draw me closer to what i was seeking and so i don't i don't feel i don't feel we have a lack of time i feel there's 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 a plethora of time for us to do exactly what we want to do it's what efforts are we putting um into doing it and what are we focusing on you know, what right. are we truly focusing on? Absolutely. What are we focusing on? And and that's the point. That's that that's very, very important. So you said a lot, man. It's just thinking about that's the one thing people don't want to come to grips with, the importance of cutting off negative toxic energy, psychic vampires in our lives. People who just mm-hmm. now it's nothing against sometimes you just have to know when you outgrow a situation. For me, when I would got and decided to get into recovery, I said, well, I'm gonna give everyone a fair shake. But if somebody rubs me the wrong way, if somebody's just really on that negative energy, I I can't deal with it. And I started making myself really exclusive and focusing on building myself up. I tell people a lot and sometimes to get to the next level, you have to be a little selfish. But being selfish is a Mm -hmm. form of self-love, learning how to say no and learning how to put time aside and allocating time to invest in yourself. The books, all of that reading was an investment. Um, Speaking of investments, I mean. I just was getting into Money Master the Game by Tony Robbins, and okay. he dropped all of that. He, he, he sat with Ray Dalio for Mad Law, Principles from Ray Dalio. I got that book. Um, there's a lot of resources out there, that, and I tell people I'm heavy. You got you got principles over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah, that, that's it. That's, That's it. That guy is that food. There's the food. There's the yeah, I, I got the I got the the cover off because I, I destroy books. Right, <laughs> this is right. my hard cover, so I got to be dope. very careful with my books. I like I, I really delve into them. That's yeah, impressive, I got, man. I'll be having them books right there, but um, yeah, I'm sorry you were you were saying. Well, about no, yeah. Now the beautiful thing is, so you fight finances and money stress is one of the number one drivers for depression and people feeling unaccomplished and addiction. Like I tell people you can get sober and stuff, but you have to have a plan. You have to have a plan on how you're going to deal with people. You have to have a financial plan. You got to figure it out. And for, you know, sometimes when that disconnection is there, it strains the relationship between the husband, the wife, the family, um, the, the the whole unit yourself your self esteem mm-hmm. and you know Abraham Maslow five hierarchy of needs the one of the main hierarchy of needs is feeling fulfilled and accomplished and having your basic needs in order so that's so important which brings me to so thank you for talking about that a lot of people don't cover financial literacy the importance of investing time there learning slowing mm-hmm. down so you dropped a lot of jewels for us there I want to segue into your particular journey that you embarked on recently and that shift, how you went from what you was doing before to starting to realize, Hey, um, maybe I should put 
drinking in a perspective and how you are uh, wind up six or seven to eight weeks um, sober. And I do want to pre- preface this with that. You may not have had an addiction issue or nothing like that. It just may be a period in your life where you felt like you wanted to transform or change a few things. Can you talk about your relationship with alcohol and just how you got to this point and where you're at? Because there's a lot of excitement I see in you when it comes to that. And that's what brought us here together on Sober is Dope. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm fired up for this uh, this journey that that I'm on. And um, the reality is, is like, uh, I don't know if I would call it an addiction, but but I w- what I will say is um, I created um, so many, so many terrible, terrible circumstances in my life, uh, self-inflicted due to my consistency in, in, in holding on to this vice and, and not like finding the right time to let go. Uh, there, there were plenty of times where it was absolutely at a detrimental state in my life, uh, relationships uh, with loved ones, you know, financial troubles. I was homeless. I was in circumstances that were like super dire straits and I just consistently was not, you know, finding, uh, finding clarity of space because I just wasn't ready, um, to understand it was time to let go. Um, in my family, um, drinking is, you know, a, a severe, a, a severe, uh, regularity where individuals, um, don't come to grips with saying like it's alcoholism, but, uh, it's a normalcy to be uh, in celebratory situations uh, when we get together and have uh, countless amounts of uh, bottles and and drinking and smoking is a, is a major aspect as well uh, in our environments. Um, uh, with uh, all, with uh, the large group of uh, my family members and friends as well. Like it was always the go-to for celebration. And I always wanted to be the life of the party when it comes to, um, you know, that bottle. So like mm-hmm. I didn't I downed so many handles of, of Hennessy bottles um, to the face um, from Hennessy to Glenn Levitt, all kinds of like, you know, just uh, detrimental to the body uh, uh, drinking. Um, and I always, when I would make mistakes, whenever I would um, do something that was like detrimental to myself, I always used it as the, you know, well, you know, well, I was messed up. Like, you know, I was, I was, I was so tipsy last night. I was, you know, I was twisted. I don't know what I was thinking. I always utilize that as if, okay, this makes it okay. Um, so, um, you know, I had, um, some circumstances that, you know, were, were super severe. One specific instance, I was on tour in Europe, I went on a tour in Europe. Um, I'm not going to throw, uh, plenty individuals names out there cause I don't yeah, know how they cool. feel comfortable right. in, in certain environments. But, um, I was on tour in Europe and, uh, it was a, it was a pretty good, it was a pretty big tour. I was, uh, traveling. This was like 2016 and, um, you know, we having a great successful tour. I think, I, I think we had like about 16 shows going on. Uh, I, I will say it was, um, it was a tour with, um, the artifacts and, um, my, my homie Ed OG, shout out to Ed OG and the artifacts and, um, uh, my, my crew, uh, the bullies, um, we were, um, we were traveling all over and uh, this one particular stop we were in was in Copenhagen. And I, uh, I got into, uh, a, a, a drinking contest with, with another, uh, MC, um, and got to the point where, you know, I was so obliterated. I fell asleep 
in a train station right across from a police station. Um, when I woke up, I had a, I had a bag, I had a bag uh, that I had wrapped around my arm as if this was going to be protection. Cause I was, I was obliterated. Um, I wrapped the bag around my arm and I laid down when I come to, it's a regular working day in, in, in Copenhagen, Denmark. It's a regular working day. People are hustling, bustling in the trains. They're moving around, moving all about bags gone. Mm. I had, you know, uh, um, this, this is when I first started producing. Uh, I was like, you know, um, I had like hundreds of beats, uh, in, on a, on a drive. I had like thousands of euros, uh, in that bag. Um, I had countless notebooks, just, you know, an, an excessive amount of items in there. I had had my laptop in there. Everything was gone. Mind you, also in there was my identification. Wow. Damn, man. I'm in a foreign country. My identification is gone. Everything is gone. Um, and I'm in a circumstance where, you know, what am I going to do? Um, I ended up um, being able to go to, um, they, they were having a, um, and it was a weekend. This was a weekend. So I'm supposed to be in London in about, I think, six hours or something like that. I'm supposed to be in London. I wake up. I don't even know where I'm at in relation to my hotel into relation to the club. So I went walking the, the neighborhood, navigating. I found the club, which connected me to the hotel I was in, mm. which, right. you know, kind of led me into, cause I'm, I'm still obliterated yeah. for, for the, for the most part. Right. Right. So, so long story short, I ended up, I ended up, you know, out of a miracle situation was able to get a temporary passport to travel to London. I travel with no identification. Mm. I travel to London. I travel to London and immediately like this whole embarrassing weight was on me for the remainder of this tour because I just, I just knew I had, you know, let so many people down. I had done so much to, to do myself a disservice and I had lost because, you know, I was up. And I was down after that right, as right. far as finances and everything. Right, right, you know, yeah. I lost so much on that tour. And that was a, that was a beginning point. I didn't quit drinking, then, but that was, that was a absolute trigger point for me where I was recognizing because so many circumstances similar to that had happened, but that was like one of those in your face, like you're, you know, you're being too, too brash and you're being too out there um, in front of, you know, everybody and, and, and the ego is running wild. And then my ego got checked. Like I, I was just chin checked and, and I had to go home and start doing some thinking, reevaluating. And, you know, I was in the process already of doing this health and wellness thing as far as, you know, being plant-based and, um, not that, that had been going on for a while now, but there were other aspects of my life where I was just attempting to purify, you know, uh, a few, um, a few years prior, I had, you know, quit smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Uh, cigarettes was a serious problem for me and I quit smoking cigarettes. And so step by step, I was like maneuvering out. I was like, I quit cigarettes, quit drinking milk, quit, uh, quit, uh, the pork. I was like, I was eating pork excessively. Like, you know, when like, you know, uh, that's one of the worst things. If anybody out there is eating pork, if, uh, you could be eating anything, 
but please get get rid of the pork in your life. Get rid of get rid of that if you're putting that in your body. Um, but yo, that that's that period um really was like kind of like a paradigm shift for me, I think, even though like you know, I still had to like bump into a few more walls, but it was circumstantial a circumstance like that that kind of like you know hit home and, and, and created a circumstance for me to be like, okay, it's time for me to start healing, uh, right. start doing better. Um, and, you know, uh, uh, an, a, a great one for me was when I met my queen and she started um, being my teacher, like like a, a real teacher. And she was like the first person I could speak to and really I, I could listen to and, and start, it started to click. Even though like, you know, there were many people on my path who kind of said a lot of the things that she said to me. She just came at the right time. Mm. And she kind of saved me at the right time, spoke to me in a voice at the right time that resonated. So everybody out there, like, you know, you, you could be getting, it, it might be over and over from a best friend. It might be over and over from, um, you know, a, a parent or, 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 or a child or like anybody, but like somebody's going to come through and it'll just click and, 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 and the message will be received in a different way. And for me, it was my queen. She like, she, um, she sat me down and she slowed me down with the yoga. She helped me to like, you know, pace myself with my breathing, uh, to get to the point where I was like, okay, um, I'm comfortable sitting. Cause I, I couldn't sit still. Wow. Uh, you know, so like she helped me to sit down and, and, and slow down my breathing. Uh, the reason I quit smoking cigarettes is because, um, you know, I had, I, I was told I had high blood pressure and, um, you know, I was going to have to take lisinopril for the rest of my life. And I, I was like, I'm not taking medication for the rest of my life. And I was like, I'm not going to be uh, a statistic. I'm not going to be, you know, a representation of dying, uh, black dying young, you know? Right. So, you right. know, I had to change the quality of my life and drinking was the drinking was the last stance on that path. And it's, it's because of choice. Like I was choosing to keep it in the path, but now with where I am, where, where my joy is and yeah. where, where my energy is at, I, it, it does not fit and it hasn't fit for a long period of time, but it clicks when it clicks. So uh, judgment-free zone when it comes to me, I'm not judging anybody right. uh, on their path. Um, but when you get there, you get there. And if you ever need assistance, um, you know, I'm an ear. Um, I'm, I'm definitely here to listen. And I, and I love that you have this platform that, that gets people to a safe space. I love that, man. I love that. Yo, bro, your testimony is just, that's so deep, man. Thank because you, you welcome the addiction you should just take it takes it takes until it takes your life man like that was what happened to you in copenhagen was just an analogy of like how crazy you woke up with your life god restored you right yeah. god said i'm gonna show you but then you still felt the robbery the the the, the, the them taking your things the money they took everything but your life and it was like yo man you woke up feeling crazy it was many days i woke up like that feeling just and totally they took my life they, they could have took your life took right and I, I used to wake up feeling spiritually and emotionally violated and it was my doing like you know you got yourself here you buy a new phone you lose the phone you lose the keys to the new car and you you don't know where you be then you locked up but you get locked up or something crazy it was the most high in the universe just driving us to this place to safe place so 
what you're talking about is paying attention to the signs and being honest with yourself. You took a you took a personal inventory and said, you know what? Enough is enough. You found a community, although it was very small through your queen um, and your research and stuff. And you started making adjustments. I also quit cigarettes was seven years ago. Best decision. I, and I, I I don't even know why I was how I was smoking like that. I'd be smelling right. cigarettes now. Like, yo, how was like, you know, just but, living in that. Yeah. yeah, just living in that. It's crazy. Oh. And, and and you'll be and it's, it's, it's beautiful how we're removed and stuff. But as far as the drinking, man, I want to say this from personal experience, someone who has nine years, who had like a thousand examples of that you had when you woke up with, you know, feeling crazy and just being out of sorts. Brother, you, this is, an OG told me this one time in Brooklyn. I ain't know what the hell he meant. He said, young man, how much time do you have? I said, um, six months. He said, paradise is on the other side. Mm. And I, and I was like trying to sit there, like, what could he have meant? Paradise. Like, that's a big term, paradise. I'm thinking about Eden and heaven and all of this next level stuff. But then you start to feel what he was talking about is the freedom to be, you and to explore yourself as God intended you to be, man, just as you are is enough. And it's so much wealth there, like the, the ability to enjoy food, the ability to connect with someone and remember that connection to to wake up with your clarity, to produce something and from the start to finish and um and to be present in your life and your family's life and to make a commitment to yourself a lot of people get to a stage i mean you know where they take this um journey they get to eight weeks two months three months and then they start to forget these ideas of paradise and this euphoria and what I want to tell you is if that euphoria ever wears off or that excitement, you always have us, you always have myself. And it's a beautiful thing. Push through it at times where you might feel uncertain. But this is beautiful and is definite something that could be maintained for a long time. I can't even imagine. I've been to multiple deaths in family, losing friends, going through a lot of situations where I would traditionally have a valid reason to relapse so people could be like we understand and i never went there mentally because i remembered the darkness i remember my yeah. copenhagen and that so stay in that light stay in that blessing and thanks for that testimony brother because it was so it, you took your time but you're a better person now and don't you feel elevated the vibrational elevation the frequency elevation is, is yes yeah. daily and, and it, it's, it's so much more impactful everything that i'm reading is absorbed more like you like you made great mention of, of, of tasting the food different remembering uh you know relationships and really remembering conversations all those aspects are, are enhanced just from uh taking this this time and i, I look forward to uh, you know, it, it growing. Uh, obviously, I'm in my infancy, a novice portion of of this stage, but it's it, it's a it's a fabulous journey, and uh, and I'm thankful to be on it. And um, I, I am thankful to have individuals like you and anybody who who will be a shoulder to lean on. I will lean on when I need it, and I, I thank you for saying that. And you know, brother, just by you being here, you're going to help hundreds of thousands of people because there's people who look up to you and that's all they need is a confirmation. So the most high put you here to show like, yo, it's okay. Part of sober is dope was me trying to say, how can I express it to someone younger who don't want to hear my OG shit in a way that hits like, yo, this is dope. It's lit. Like you good. Like I wanted it to connect to people in a way to anyone where they like, I get it. It's like mm -hmm. the idea of of 
being sober to some people when I was younger used to be kind of corny. Like, oh, you made the, the, the imagination of it was corny. Not even that it, we had the experience. We just would assume how I'm going to have fun, how I'm going to get it popping. Where's my swag right. level going? All of those that shit all improves. Everything that yeah, you're afraid absolutely. that you're going to lose, you gain and you improve. So it's just somehow when like Rick Ross said, the devil is a lie, man. Um, mm-hmm. that That's what that statement means. So brother, listen, man, I thank you very much for giving us your testimony, for joining us today on the Sober's Dope podcast. This is a very joyous day for us because, you know, having you on is a big testament that we stood the course and we're on the right track right we're attracting great people to be part of the community to help us get to our one million um person saying that they understand the concept of sober is dope can you just let anyone know where they can find you where they can listen to your music and they can follow you and especially i know you doing um the crypto hip-hop can you just give people your information on how they can reach you Absolutely. So, um, again, uh, the artist's name is Rex, uh, Rhythmatic Eternal King Supreme. That's R-E-K-S. Uh, you can go to, uh, Rex Hip Hop, uh, at Rex Hip Hop on IG. That's the, you know, main platform I utilize. Or you can go to The Real Rex on, uh, Twitter. Uh, but again, you know, uh, IG is where you're going to find me most. Uh, we also have at Crypto Hip Hop. That's at C-R-Y-P-T-O Hip Hop. Uh, follow us on our Discord uh, and and rock with us. We're, we're, we're talking about the NFTs. We're talking about crypto. Uh, before anybody jumps into that, I always like to let individuals know, educate yourself on value investing before you start jumping into all things crypto, options, day trading, uh, Forex. I, I, I throw a bunch of red flags up first before before individuals jump into those. But um, yeah, um, mess with us, mess with me on those. Uh, I have an album out. It's called The Hunger Inside, Never Get Satisfied Things. Uh, talks a, uh, a lot about my journey from beginning to end and, and the path that I'm on now. And I look forward to dropping more material. And uh, last but not least, Sober is absolutely dope, man. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Friends and family out there, you're listening to the Sobers Dope Podcast. That's a phenomenal rap for our episode with Rex. I love you all. Don't lose the faith and I'll catch you on the other side.